James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode. In fact, episode 37 of Freedom Ocean. I am one of your hosts, Tim Reed, and over there is James Shramko. Hello, James. G'day, Timbo. How are you? Very good, mate, and welcome back to... It's been far too long between dips in the ocean. Why is that? Uh, well, uh, that's an episode in itself, so let's not even go there. <laughs> Except to say that you've been emailing me a lot and Skyping saying, when are we recording? And uh, we, can blame, we can blame Easter a little bit, but really that's no excuse, I know, because you probably worked completely through Easter. I did something extraordinary during Easter. That I'm- Do you mean extraordinary? No, just extraordinary. Uh, I mean, look, okay. Easter Bunny and and um, Santa Claus and Jesus—they're all the greatest frauds ever. But anyway, <laughs> um, hello to all you Christians all you. and chocolate eaters out there. Yep. And uh, you know, so anyway, I uh, went out to the garage, opened mm-hmm. up my filing cabinet, and I pulled out my handwritten notes from 1997 through to 2003, and mm-hmm. I strained them into Evernote, and then scrumpled up the paper and threw them into the trailer. Right. And it took me quite a few hours, but I was reminded about the importance of getting really good information and implementing it, you know, applying what you learn and you get results. And I could see clearly that the stuff that I was doing when I was a manager and then a a senior manager. When you had hair. When I had hair and glasses before I had uh, eye surgery. Yep. Um, yeah, I actually really did get tremendous value from the information that I sought out at the time. So there was a lot of conferences, a lot of MP, so I think there were cassettes back then, uh, a lot of books that I'd read and I just took a lot of notes and, you know, hand wrote those notes. But reading through the notes, I could see, wow, you know, I was so lucky to find that stuff earlier on in my career. And a lot of the templates and documents are still as valid today as they were back then. What are we talking about? Are we talking about you're a, a bit of a, a self, addicted to self-help courses or is this a business reading and workshops or stuff that you were doing at Mercedes? What, what is it? Yeah, all of the above. It was, all of the above. It was uh, mindset. It was business, strategy, uh, recruitment mm-hmm. processes, negotiation, how to sell, uh, a lot of the – I think the whole Born Rich course. There's so many things that I found in there that – that I could see were clearly set the path for me for that sort of decade. You know, you know, when you were doing all that stuff between 97 and 2003, were you just out there consuming it and then putting it aside or were you out there consuming it and acting on it? No, I was actually listening to the information, taking notes and then mm-hmm. implementing it immediately into my business. And I was primarily in sales and sales management roles and uh, then, then general management roles. So right. I was able to learn more stuff and then implement, learn more and then implement until it became habit and it's just completely automatic now. A lot of the words that I use, I learned how to structure them way back then. A lot of the ways, yeah, right. a lot of the things that I think about uh, stuff were formed back then, just some mindset beliefs that I took in and I learned a lot about how we only ever, we only ever perform to our predetermined belief system of what we think we can do. So it's important to keep nudging that up a little bit. Now, you clearly kept all this. I, you know, I worked for this um, this guy years ago who said, Timmy, if it's over 12 months old, throw it away. 
and uh, so my garage is much emptier than yours. Was it all beautifully, neatly packaged in time sequential order or uh, did you have to burrow? No, they were in folders and they were labelled. Yeah. Um, in fact, they were labelled for the domain that I intended to put them in because probably five, wow. five years ago I went through all of my boxes of notes and if you can imagine this, I used to use very brightly coloured pads like yellow pads or pink or orange or green or blue. Uh, so whenever mm. I got a book, I would actually handwrite the notes from the book and strain them down to about 10 pages. So I had these rainbow coloured notepads and I actually got folders and I set up these folders like uh, super fast training and super fast selling and super fast time management and I would actually pull the notes that relate to that topic and put them in the folder. So now what I've done is I've created an Evernote by topic. So it might be uh, sales training or uh, recruitment or selling or you know negotiation. And then I, I've just gone through my handwritten notes. I've pulled out the very best concepts, took some pictures of, of some diagrams, dragged them into Evernote. And then it was really good just to, to scrumple that paper up and throw it out. So I want to end up with nothing in my garage and just concentrated core notes in Evernote that will form the basis for information products and training material for my own team. And that's how mm -hmm. things like Traffic Grab get formed and Wealthification, they come through as Evernotes that get turned into modules using exactly the same things we've talked about in previous episodes and which you've been mm -hmm. through as well. Yep, yep. Wow, mate, so that was your Easter. So that was, uh, that was at least two days of my Easter and it was great. There was no customers and no staff. It was just me and my Mac Air and a filing cabinet and, a, and it felt really positive. It was like I was doing a, an advanced university degree in just a few days. It was, it was such an enriching thing to do. Do you still go – I know you travel and go to the odd kind of mastermind group overseas or – uh, you went to something recently, but how often would you go and seek personal development training these days? Very rarely. Uh, my yep. my most um, uh, my most useful channel is just um, personal relationships. So in the last few weeks, I've had really good Skype conversations with some of the people who I uh, deeply trust and who have great information. But it'll be quite a brief conversation. I, I did manage to catch up with Noah Kagan and had a chat to him, uh, which I recorded and I'll be podcasting to. And, you know, we had a great oh, conversation. Cool. It wasn't just a one-way uh, interview. It was really just a, a, a great discussion. We were asking each other questions uh, yep. and a few swear words and, and Wallace, he was eating breakfast. <laughs> but, you know, that's the type of conversation I'd rather have now. You don't need to go... Uh, to too many events and you don't need to be in uh, too many masterminds. And the, and in fact, my own mastermind, I'm surrounded with 30-something people who are switched on and, and uh, in different industries and it's great to have uh, meaningful conversations with them every single week. So I don't have to go too far to find a good conversation. Well, it is about surrounding yourself with good people and it's one of the great lessons that I learned uh, early on and it seems to work. And uh, we are getting some emails, James, before we get stuck into the heart of this episode where we're going to talk about some of that information you pulled out of the garage by the sounds of it. We talked, to, we touched on it last episode where we wanted to cover off building a list offline, so some ways of building a list offline. So we're going to get into that in a minute. Was that, gar was that stuff that was stuck in the garage or has that been on the whiteboard for a while by, out of interest? It's actually sitting in a, a six terabyte um, <laughs> 
machine that is the result of me doing this a few years ago. I went and right. I scanned or photographed all of the documents that I'd built up over decades worth of running a business and I went yep. and separated into folders. So I have them split into things like marketing, recruitment, um, tracking, website and stuff and I'm able to dig down and find templates and that, that's one of the big secrets to success in business is not trying to reinvent something from scratch every time. Just find something that works really well and just sort of evolve it, iterate it, move it into a different industry perhaps. But these templates have uh, definitely been the foundation for how I've built out my current team, my uh, how I've hired people, how I've trained people, how I've conducted my marketing, the same lifetime customer philosophy. They're all from the same documents that I evolved and evolved and evolved, my checklists, so to speak. Mm. Well, listen, let's get, before we get stuck into that, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of emails because uh, they're, they're fairly pertinent. They're from people who have been applying some of the things that we've covered and are seeing some success from it. So those first 37 episodes have have, uh, have been of use, James, to some people. Here's um, one from Lauren Johnson. Lauren uh, is from – she's the principal of an acting school in Perth, and she says, um, amongst other things, I'd like to give a big thanks to yourself and Luke, who's my co-host on the other podcast I do, Small Business Big Marketing, and James and yourself at Freedom Ocean for all the tips and advice. We have built a very strong brand here in WA for acting classes and knocking most of the players out of the water because they are simply not prepared to adapt to new technology. Uh, and she thanks us both for that, uh, for the information that we shared. In, in fact, talking... Um, I just go a bit earlier in that email. She says um, she's gone and split tested uh, a niche business website that she's created and launched a new product, and in four days was able to turn over twenty one thousand dollars in sales. Um, so uh, I love that, and I love the comment about um, her competitors not being prepared to adapt to new technology. It's um, a common a common theme I hear from small business owners. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I've done a fair bit of work with an acting school here in Sydney and they used to just run newspaper ads probably uh, oh, 20 years ago and mm-hmm. the same ad worked all the time and, and never tested a different version of it. And probably 10 years ago, I worked with him with offline business techniques. We did things like sign right the front window. He was worried that all his equipment would be stolen but it turned out that it generated so many leads because everyone was piled up in peak hour traffic out the front of his shop every single morning that that was mm. the, that was actually overtook the need to do any advertising whatsoever and then just uh, a year or so ago he said you know what all this old media stuff it's just not working and he uh, he said well we need to do some more web stuff he had a website but it was old so we've actually got him up onto facebook and we've uh, updated his site to WordPress and he's been adding in articles and posts and all the things that we've talked about. And again, he's pulled his business into the profit zone just from adapting. So I think it's a really valuable point. And mm. I think the, the type of businesses that it works on will, will be um, quite broad. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've spoken about that before. I mean, a lot of the principles we talk about here, whilst this is very much an internet marketing show, um, you know, if you're a small business owner, or you know a small business owner, then turn them into this, turn them onto this show because the principles apply broadly to business, and that's why you know your wealthification product is, you know, it's a it's a product that 
shows someone who's in business or starting a business how to get the, the key pillars right. It's not just about internet business. Well, that's the thing, you know, like when, when I was learning internet marketing, I was working in a retail store uh, effectively and I applied all the things I'd learnt into that retail store, built up an email database of over 10,000 emails from nothing and mm. then did things with that email database. I segmented marketing campaigns, tracking landing pages, putting videos that related to the exact email that we sent, running pay-per-click campaigns for targeted models, all exact same things. Now, Wealthification was actually me bringing the business infrastructure across to the traditional internet marketers who really don't know how to run a business. They just know tactics and they know tricks and uh, they can't really tie it all together into something useful. Mm, absolutely. Mate, uh, how's this for an email? Uh, this is from Madhu Eldon and Madhu appears by, go, going by his email address. He's based at Harvard and uh, this is a great one. Another, another example of one of our listeners applying some of the learnings. Um, it's a bit longer and he does give us a website to have a look at which he's created and is now making money from as a result of Freedom Ocean. He says, um, hey, Tim and James, well, it finally happened. I popped my internet marketing cherry <laughs> and uh, he's created a website which is howtobepremed.com. It's now open for business. He said, my first ebook." How to Get Into Medical School with a Low GPA went on sale yesterday and the results have been amazing. He sold three books for 47 bucks, two ebooks for 67 bucks, and access to a community forum for 47 bucks within 48 hours. Um, and he's even attached his Nanocast report below as proof. I love that. <clears throat> but he's gone on to say, I've been working on this project since last August when I started listening to Freedom Ocean. This is where it gets clever. Um, he clearly didn't have all the content himself, so he contacted a doctor that advises pre-meds on getting into medical school and pitched her on teaming up where she provides the content and he provides the marketing platform and they split everything 50-50 uh, and they're now business partners. Everything I needed to get to this point, I learned from Freedom Ocean. Seriously, I've probably listened to all episodes at least four times um, and he's starting to talk the talk. He's got WordPress and Amazon S3 and vBulletin and Nanocast and PayPal and he's rocking it. He uses all that stuff uh, learned in Freedom Ocean and because of that, I'm going to be able to make money online without lifting a finger. I'm not sure that's completely true. There's work to be done. He's done a fair bit of work already on the site. But he says it's it's simply incredible. You never think it's possible but until you it can actually happen. Um just having a look further at the email. Anyway, I remember in one of the episodes, you and James talked about critiquing one of your listener websites for a show. Yeah, probably the most uncomfortable episode I've done on Freedom Ocean. <laughs> uh, well, I know this. I know there's so much more that I have to learn, and would love, love, love you guys to review my my site on the show. Um, so why don't we have a look at it, James? I know you've got it in front of you. It's howtobepremed.com. Um, and without going into too much detail, because we do want to get into how to build a business, how to build a list offline, but um, he's built quite a significant site here, hasn't he? Well, just having a quick browse, it's a page rank two with 370 pages indexed and it's reasonably fresh in the, the last time it was cached by Google. So yes, and it, it's visually got... Uh, plenty of things to attract the eye. I can see that it, it looks like a quality or authority site. There's probably a few things that I would it does. change about it, but uh, I think Google would be happy with it. It's got 
got all the basic stuff that they'd be looking for. And I think where I'd be aiming to enhance it a bit, I'd make it easier for people to give over an email address because I yep. can't really find where I'm supposed to do that. And I'd work more on some social signals because I can see that it's got you know, one Facebook like and one Google Plus and four twi- Twitters, but that's, that's not enough anymore. So get, get some more uh, social element, get a nice, big, juicy opt-in happening and that's a good start. But gosh, it's, it's, it's a walk-up start. There's really not too much you need to change with this site. It's even got some <clears throat> testimonials and some yeah. credentialized featured on badges. Which is great, cnn.com, usnews.com. It's interesting, down below, he, he, he's got a headline which is well below the fold. And the headline is, how are you going to make yourself stand out among the 42,000 pre-meds applying to medical school each, this year? Uh, to me, that's, that's your leading headline. He, ha- he actually doesn't have a headline above the fold on the home page, so I'd be, I'd be whacking that up top. And um, I, love, um, I love the way you, you mentioned earlier, he, he's kind of ticked a few boxes of things Google are looking for. I'm assuming one of those would be some rich content in the audio that he's got on the left-hand side there. They're getting much um, better at, at figuring out rich content. Um, yeah. But if it was human reviewed, there'd be I can't see any issue at all. It's that they're, they're asking questions like, you know, would you feel dirty about uh, t- telling Matt Cuts about this site? Would you share it with your, your mother or, you know, your, your grandma uh, if mm-hmm. they were in, interested in this topic? And I'm sure this is, this is a very well credentialized official looking site. So, yep. you know, I think it ticks a lot of the boxes. And of, of course, I've spent the last two weeks immersing myself in SEO and Google with all of the changes that have you come have. through. So mm. uh, I'm looking at it from a, you know, would Google be happy with it thing? The, the thing that I think lets the site down at the moment, which is good news, is the, just the conversion devices. Because I think it's, even you know, that section you're talking about, even reading that, there's, there's actually no call to action whatsoever. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know where to click. I'm not sure how yeah. I could buy this or join their email list. Yep, I agree. And in fact, if I go back and visit his email, he, the, the whole premise of it was um, how to get into medical school with a low GPA. I'm not sure what GPA stands for, but clearly it's the, the credential or the score that you need to get into med school. And um, that's just not coming through. But uh, oh, look, I, I reckon it's fantastic. I, I uh, you know... A big, a big uh, round of applause for the um, for, for getting it to this point. And um, if people are thinking of creating uh, some information products and a site to sell them, then you could do a lot worse than how to be premed.com. So James, that leads us on to uh, what I'm looking forward to, which is um, how to build a list offline. And it's a it's a great segue. We talked about it last show. I was at an event last night where I spoke at and I had a lady come up to me and um, her name was Faye and she runs a floral art school, right? She gives me a card. She says, Tim, loved what you talked about. Now, I didn't ask Faye her age, James, but she wasn't 30 and she wasn't 50. She might have been a young 60, okay? So my point being, you know, she's not necessarily in the demographic of an internet marketer, but she's given me a business card. It says free brochure and lesson. She's got a, a website address. She said, Tim, I've got 8,000 on my list after two years. And she was so proud. And I thought, wow, that's impressive. You know, you know, I'm not sure, I'm sure there's not a, a number of how many people you should have on a list after two years. 
but I know many people who have created things, including myself, that uh, haven't got that many on a list after two years. So um, it, it's a, a good time to talk about how to build a list because she's done a lot of offline marketing as well as, well as offline. But um, how do you, mate? How do you build a list offline? Yep. Well, you know, I had the luxurious position of working um, as the general manager in a Mercedes dealership. And part of that meant that I took over the website and all the marketing department. The only downside was that the owner of the business didn't like to spend money at all. You could say that he probably still had his lunch money from when he was at school. Some people <laughs> uh, remarked about him. Um, was he Scottish? I, you know, I worked for a Scottish guy and that's another right. story altogether. But okay. No, this guy is a really <laughs> nice guy but just doesn't love spending money. And that's understandable right. because, uh, you know, we weren't making a lot of money when I started at the dealership. It was probably losing mm -hmm. money. And mm -hmm. we were making money when I finished and it was doing things like this. I needed to get our email list up and I had a little bit of help from the web developer. He was kind of interested in, in things and, you know, I was talking to him about name squeezes and light boxes and stuff and he wasn't going to do that to the Mercedes-Benz site. So I figured I'm, I'm going to go offline here and try and build up the email database offline so that we can actually migrate our customers and capture more information because the average database at a motor dealership, it has things like telephone numbers and it has things like um, addresses, you know, because you have to register cars and stuff. But back then, and we're talking, uh, I left there four years ago and I and I probably implemented this maybe seven or eight years ago, there wasn't really a deep understanding of, um, of you know, getting email addresses. In fact, I'm looking at the document that I'm about to talk about and it's dated 2005. So this is seven years ago. So it was quite innovative back then. So I recognized the need to get email addresses. And, that, and by the way, back then I started putting uh, the website address on number plate frames. Now, an American listener listening to this is going to say whoop-de-doo. But yep. Australians will probably say, well, you know, that is quite a long time ago because we've been a little bit behind the curve with that, with the whole web marketing thing. So what I did is I got an A5 size flyer and I printed a beautiful picture of a Mercedes convertible and I had a big headline that says, win a weekend of luxury in a Mercedes Benz. And then it had uh, a fill in the blanks for your chance to win and it had Mercedes-Benz with the two E's missing. So it was kind of a tough thing to guess. You had to, yeah, you had to right. fill in yeah, an yeah. E. Wow. Now, there are different laws around lotteries and prizes, so you have to be familiar with it, but this is a guessing game. And then the second part was your details. We had the name, the address, and the email, and the phone number, and then we had a little checkbox, and the checkbox said, please indicate if you do if you um, do not wish to receive marketing communications. So it was an opt-out facility. Mm -hmm. This was well before we were you know, up with the Can Spam Act and all that sort of stuff. And then it had entrance must be 18 years of age and uh, that was it. And what we would do each three months, we would draw, the, the dealer principal would draw from a barrel a winner. We would take a picture of it. We would put it on our website. We would contact the winner. We'd have them come Where, in. Where'd you put the flyers? Where'd you put the oh, flyers? Well, I'll get to that, but I'll just tell, uh -huh. tell you the process. Yep. We would we would get get a picture of the winner with the the owner. We'd hand over the keys. They'd drive a convertible that we had in our demonstration fleet for the weekend, and then they mm -hmm. would bring it back. So they didn't win a car, but they won the use of a car. And 
that was just for a weekend. So the cost to us was almost nothing. It was just missing a car for two days. But we would take those pictures, we'd put them on our website, we'd issue a press release, we would uh, put it in our newsletter, we'd build some excitement around it and then we could take that out to various joint venture partners. So where did we put the flyer? Well, the first thing I did is I got one of those two-metre tall uh, stands printed for about $1,000. So it was a metre wide and two metres tall. So you can imagine like, I don't know, it's like seven feet, something like that Yep, tall. And it had the exact same thing, win a weekend of luxury in a Mercedes-Benz and a picture of the car. And what we would do is we'd take that to the local street fair. We would take it to the local hospital open day where all the doctors have lunch out in the front garden. We would would basically try and put it anywhere where our target customers were. Uh, We would offer the locum placement service um, that they could insert this flyer into their uh, newsletter and it was that's called a piggyback flyer. So they're already mailing out this thing and for no extra cost, they can give their members a chance of winning a weekend of luxury in a Mercedes-Benz. So it's something valuable that they could offer their people that cost them nothing that differentiated them from all of their competitors and it was really valuable to us because we were acquiring this database of very uh, similar customers and also we would partner up with um, with the wine supplier, the music supplier like Bang & Olufsen, uh, with Macquarie Bank for their investment advisors and we would host functions in the dealership and we'd have each of them contribute their thing. The music people would contribute the sound system, the wine people would supply cheese and wine and the investment people would supply us prospects and we'd hold events in the showroom and we'd also get art and put it on the wall And then we'd put that huge sign out and everyone that walked in the door, we would just squeeze them into that form. And then when we did open days, I could get over a thousand people through the showroom in two days and we would have that form there. So we were just loading it up and we ended up getting over 10,000 email addresses just using this big banner and these A4 flyers that cost almost nothing to print and just dragging them around into our local area into like like uh, like demographic groups that we could yep. easily sort of target that were in non-compete markets. One of the things you could add to that these days is a QR code where the actual signing up could be done there and then instead of having to submit the flyer. Yes, you probably could. So um, we used to actually have the flyer and how's this for, uh, you know, back then there was this thing called Cam Studio. It was like a free screen capture software. It was, it was like the cheap version of uh, ScreenFlow or, or Camtasia. And yep. I actually made a little Cam Studio video showing the uh, receptionist how that she could type the details of the form into <laughs> our database. And I put that on the central server of the dealership. And this is seven yep. years ago. So seven years ago, I had an automated training system. So we could just hand these, the receptionist a thousand flyers after a successful weekend show her the video and say, please enter these into the database. And then what we would do every time we did a new campaign or a launch is we would include these new email addresses into the campaign and that just bolstered our sales. And by the end of the time when I finished at that motor dealership, we were able to outsell any of our competing dealers like three to one on a launch weekend because we had a big, strong database. 
All right, so first one is, uh, well, there's two there. There's there's run competitions uh, and and event and promote those competitions through events and by also getting that information in front of like-minded communities. So um, that's a big idea. There's a little bit of expense in there. You printed a, mind you, those banners aren't $1,000 anymore. They're probably a couple of hundred dollars, but um, you've got to have somewhere to put them. So uh, as you're speaking, what comes to mind, I mean, there's a hell of a lot of expos out there these days. I mean, there's small business expos, car expos, holiday expos, all that type of stuff. Probably some guerrilla marketing opportunities to get that kind of information out um, out to a wider community. One idea that comes to mind is like using something like- um, Shopping centres as well, by the way. Well, shopping centres, yeah. But like, you know how Vistaprint, Vistaprint is so cheap. I mean, the quality, I would argue, is probably not there. But for, for for this type of idea, if you were to- I think you can get 500 business cards printed for five bucks. And so, you know, if you imagine doing that and going then and putting on, say, you know, like a, a website or some competition details and then just putting them under the windscreen well, wipers doing of cars. This, if in- I was doing this now, I would have an iPad at the point of sale and, and just have people enter their details directly. Yep. Yep. Okay. What else you got? Well, you know, that's just that's just one of the things that we did to generate email addresses, but- I think it was it was the easiest, and we of course we put it in the various departments of our business. We put it up in our parts department, we put it in our service department, and in our sales area. And just it was basically just a silent email capture device that was offline. Mm. Mm. Uh, so what, uh, when you say what else, do you mean what else is going on in my world? Well, no, I was going to ask if you've got any any other additional ideas of generating um, e- email, building a list offline. Well, the other thing I'm we used sure to do, we used to, we used to um, get people to give us their database so that we could send them offers, you know, like quite a lot of people would happily promote our offer to their list and so it was really just like an offline affiliate program and, you know, mm-hmm. we, but, but back then we would get a spreadsheet and we'd have to manually import them into our database. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Um I suppose. Um, well, look, there's, there's many ways. I, I, one of the things that comes to mind is, is advertising, but then again, it's actually a pretty expensive way of getting of building a list. But you know, um, well, we're talking offline, aren't we? I was going to suggest you know Google AdWords is a good way of getting them, but uh, it's more offline ideas we're talking about at the moment. Well, the other thing you can do that's sort of offline is you submit, uh, give gifts to the local newspaper and the local community radio stations that they can give away. And you can have people enter by going to your website and then you can select a winner from there and that works well and you can quite often get a free press release out of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I did that with uh, driver training days. We would put, give them driver training tickets and we'd say, look, give this away to someone who's between you know, 18 and 25. We want to promote safe driving with youths. And then they'll do a write-up about it and tell people how they could um, win the tickets and then they'd give us a plug uh, for the dealership. And, you know, hopefully they come to our website and join our email list. Mm. Well, I reckon um, what we should do, James, is I'd love to see the comments section of the show notes for this show be uh, filled with um, our listeners' ideas of how to build, how they've gone about building an email, email list offline because I'm sure there are many. Uh, and so if they were to just go to the show notes for episode 37 of Freedom Ocean, then um, just add your ideas, put a link to your website, get a bit of um, get a bit of backlink love, 
and um, we, we can see where that goes, hey? That'd be awesome. Awesome. Now, mate, um, there's been a fair bit of uh, action, and I don't think you need to go into too much detail because people just need to go over to seopartner.com to see uh, what Google have been uh, doing in terms of these Panda updates. But do you want to just give a quick overview? I'm putting you on the spot here, but you've been putting out a couple of videos of it, it lately, so I'm sure it's fresh in your mind. But um, and, and you know what? Before before you go into any detail on it, um, having watched those videos and having read a couple of press releases around this, it just comes back to creating good content regularly, doesn't it? Exactly right. It's the same. It's, it's, I've been it's saying no the magic. same thing forever. In fact, you know, today is a special day. I've just put up a video on my beloved trafficgrab.com site saying that it's closed and that I'm updating Traffic Grab to version two, right? And that product has lasted more than a year and probably 90% of it is still just as effective as the day that I launched it. And that's phenomenal with such a, a rapid moving industry. So I'm just going to um, redo the product, but I'm also going to adjust some of the things that um, you know can help make it a better product. And I, God, I'd love to tell you the stats around the the email out to customers and the survey responses, because like, this would just blow your mind. Well, if I'd you, be interested because I thought your questionnaire was a bit long. Well, interesting. Okay, so I've sent that out to around about fifteen hundred people. Mm-hmm. I've had a 74% open rate on that email. Yep. And I've so far got over 500 survey results. Yeah, well, that's good. 500. That's and, the, yep. you know, the survey result is getting the exact information I want. I want to know why they bought it because that helps me understand what problem I'm solving. Mm-hmm. I want to know how I can improve it because, you know, part of – so we've done the marketing part, but let's talk about innovation. How do we make a better product? I want to know what results they got because that's like the proof elements and the customer is either forced to say, well, I never implemented or I, I got an amazing result. They're the only two things that I've got. I've, I haven't had anyone say from 500 people, I haven't had a single person say, well, they implemented and didn't get a result. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the final thing is, can I publish your feedback? So, you know, I'm actually going to champion some of the best success stories in version two and, uh, you know, there's, there's some God, God unknown huge amount of retweets and Facebook likes on that page I just saw on the chiclet for the video that I put up. So that's, <laughs> that's good enough in itself. But that whole survey process was phenomenal. And I really got to say Google Docs uh, surveys are fantastic. And they give Google you, Docs rocks. They give you great data. Um, I put a little thank you video on the exit uh, now, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. Just without any upsells or cross sells or other links, and it's just a nice little thank you, uh, mm-hmm. telling people um, that I appreciate it. If people want to see what I did on that video, even the uncomfortable pause, they could go to trafficgrab.com forward slash v two, and they could see the little thank you video that I made, um, just as a sample. But yeah, that that whole uh, that whole. The whole point is, yeah, there's really nothing new except that you just have to be a little bit, um, you've got to be quite conscious of what Google will want and and give it to them. You know, <laughs> it does sound yeah. extraordinarily simple, but you know how we spoke about in, I think it was the last episode, about me making more videos and just being more proactive. Well, I'm putting out, yep. I'm putting out video news updates every week 
And I swear to God, I'm getting like a 90-something percent open rate on my newsletter of over 500 people. And I get like seven or eight uh, thank yous or awesome, keep them up. This is great. And I, I'm really shocked. I'm thought, is that really that interesting? But you know, sure enough, when I look at uh, news that I did like a week ago, I've got 39 likes and 12 G pluses and 20 tweets. And this is actually what Google want. They want social interaction on your site. So I'm posting these updates on my SEO partner site in the news blog post section. If you go and look at the last bunch of news posts, you'll see that they've got um, headlines, they have videos, they have uh, summary and bullet points and links to resources. And that's exactly what Google wants. So I'll give you the, the, the checklist if you like. You ready? Go for it. Right. So make sure that the content on your website is new. Uh, so because the newer, the better. They've got ways to determine that. Make sure that you're handwriting it and that it's good and it actually reads well and that it's spelt correctly. It's not some garbled spun content. Make sure you've got sharing buttons like Google+, retweet, uh, Facebook like. In fact, um, I put a pin a Pinterest button on my internet marketing speed blog. Oh, and he's I've, come across. I've had 127 pins on my Pinterest infographic. So I've got to tell you, I'm as of yesterday, I'm into Pinterest. I'm all over it. I think I've figured it out. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, it's a vi- it's just it's visual. You have to, you have to provide. Yeah, but I've created content. some new p- pin buckets. You know, I'm doing I'm uploading proof and people and uh, all my own content, and they're getting shared and they're getting. Um, you can put a link to your site, so that has to be a good thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. So next up, make sure that you are participating on Facebook and Twitter and and um, Pinterest and pointing back to your site occasionally and sharing content. Put out news. You've never been able to control your own story as well as you can now. You can issue press releases and Google are tuned to pick up news stories better than ever before. Um, Use a lot of videos. Use YouTube. uh, Put videos on your site. Put sharing icons on your video. Get it in front of other people. So when people like or share or tweet my video, it's going in front of their audience. Deep link to the pages within your site. So all of these news posts I'm putting... People are linking straight to my news post, not to the homepage. No, no more than half your content should be coming to your homepage. People should be linking it all over your site and with different words, different, different anchor text links, um, pictures, just use lots of pictures. I mean, if you wanted proof, look at Pinterest. It's a picture-driven site. People love pictures. They share pictures. You've seen them float up in your Facebook timeline. There's little pictures with words on them. Original pictures from your camera are awesome. Infographics are amazing. Um, Use different places to get links to your site. Don't just hit up one place. Anyone who is using one place has probably been nailed with a warning. Um, So it's essential that you're getting people linking to your site from many, many different places. And that's about it. If you do those things, you're going to be fine. Yeah, this it's once again, as I said earlier, it's not magic, and uh, it's just actually common sense. But Timbo, people want magic; they're seduced by the push button. You know, just a, an auto posting blog that goes and gets the you know stuff and posts it to their thing, and it's going to make a thousand pages and get them rich. It is not going to happen. So all I've done is just increase my content production and really focused on having shareworthy content. That. That's the goal. And it's not even hard. I did a post today in about 30 seconds. All I did, and this is a bit cheeky, is I went to Google Webmaster's YouTube channel. 
I got a picture of, uh, I got actually an embed code for a video that Google produced on how to do effective content. I posted it as a content ideas post on my SEO blog. I embedded the video. I just summarized it with like seven or eight bullet points of what's in the video and then posted it. And this was like three hours ago and I've already had five likes and two retweets. So I didn't create anything except for curate. I went and found something useful to my target audience, embedded someone else's video, and then summarized what was in the video with original text. And that will be picked up and indexed and um, offering value Mm. to my readers. Mm. Not hard. It's not hard. You just have to do it. Great, mate. Well, listen, we're on the 40-minute mark. We've covered a lot. Uh, what I would suggest uh, is for listeners, I'd love you to go uh, go to the show notes, guys, episode 37, leave your idea about how you build uh, an offline list. Um, we might put those, um, we might even actually put a link to the video you created, mate, um, on those Panda updates um, so people can see that because it was a great blog post and you've, you've, you've itemized those things. And um, I reckon that's for another for another episode of Freedom Ocean. Cool. And, and you notice I'm using a different location for all my videos? <clears throat> Wistia. Yeah, but no, but I'm filming them in all different parts. And, and oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did yeah, find absolutely. a snake, but it wasn't deadly enough, unfortunately. But I, I do have uh, on my video, my Superfast website site, I've got a video of me with a horse. Uh, not not in any weird position or anything, but just <laughs> just because it's completely different and I'm sure there's hardly anyone that's selling websites that has a video of them in a paddock with a horse. You know, so yeah, and was the was the headline jump to it? No, I'm not doing puns or crazy stuff, but it's just <laughs> I just want people to stop and go, yeah, huh? You know, I want to yep. grab their attention and engage them, and and I I did like four videos yesterday, and I'm just like a video production machine, and you'll be pleased to know that I did use mm. a, a microphone yesterday, so I've, okay, I've stepped the production values up one notch. It took four AA batteries to. Uh, redeploy wow. some of my uh, equipment and it's it's up and running. So production values have gone up a tad, but I'm going well, to be making actually videos doing, every day. Yeah. What you're actually doing is adding personality to it. Um, so the horse, the, the, the background of the trees, the snake, whatever you end up putting into that video, it's just creating a personality and a tone that makes it a little bit friendlier. It's, it's I think interesting. So- I'm sure people will go, oh, you know, I wonder where, he's, where he is today. I wonder what he's up to. And, and I know I do that with, with things. If yep. it's predictable and boring, then no one's going to look at it at all. Yeah, well, it's just an added element that uh, that makes it interesting, gives people a reason to come back and also to talk about it. And um, I know you've got a gun club down the road from you, so um, I want you to slowly venture out of those <laughs> five five lush acres of bushland that you live in. And uh, I want to see you walking down the road. Uh, I want to see you uh, waving to the neighbours in one video, and then I want you to finally make it to the gun club uh, on gun day, please. I've never even met a neighbour, so that'll be a challenge. But the, the, you don't want me Why to dress as a clay pigeon, do you? Because that would be a little bit silly. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, listen, um, thanks for thanks for another great episode and sharing. Listeners, our website is freedomocean.com. Uh, go and visit it. There's lots of goodies there for the taking and for the purchasing. Until next time, James, thank you and see you later. See you, Timbo. 
Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Schramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. Ha, 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 